Hello everyone and welcome to the Beardy Geeks, the weekly grab bag of topics covering movies, comics, video games and TV. My name is Jags, I am the Beardmaster and with me today it's the marvellous, the awesome, the magnificent, the sensual Patrick <laughs> Brown. Hello, how are you How are you, going, you sweetheart? I am a bit merry, <laughs> to <Yeah>. be honest. <laughs> For full, full disclosure, full discretion, <laughs> this is an impromptu recording. Mm. Paddy just came around to hang out tonight and catch up. Yeah, just off the um, We did have... We have seen a few things in the last couple of weeks. We're like, oh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that next time we're on. But we've just, like... We've just watched something, and <laughs> we just wanted to come in and talk about it. So... I just um, come around. I was like, hey, you go, mate. Hey, come around. And we're like, what's been going on? Let's have a drink. We've had a few... Quite a few Dubliners, actually. Oh, Patrick Brown is a little bit merry. That honeycomb flavour, though. You fuck, can't- it's good, isn't it? It's so good. It is so good. Yeah, it's bloody brilliant. So, Patty's just come around and like, oh, what are we going to do? Do you want to watch a movie? Do you want to play some games or whatever? And Patty's like, how about we watch that episode of Black Mirror? Because I know you haven't yeah. watched the new season yet. The one I've been hounding you about for like a year or so. Yeah, you've been hounding me about it. I don't know why I haven't watched the mm. first three episodes of Black Mirror yet. Because I was all over Bandersnatch when it came out. Oh, yeah. Like, I watched that twice in a row. Mm. Like, the, the uh, Choose Your Own Adventure movie. Yeah. Which was really good. I quite enjoyed it. But Pat comes around, he's like, hey, let's watch this episode of Black Mirror with Anthony Mackie and that. You know, they jack in, they play video games, it's technology, it's the future. The future. Yeah, all right, let's watch it. So, a couple of nice tall glasses of whiskey and we sit down and we watch it. Now, we have talked about doing a Black Mirror episode, haven't we? Mm, Yeah. And we did say a week or two ago, a couple of weeks ago. Like an overall, like all season. Yeah, we just cover the whole show. Yeah. We did say a few weeks ago that we are going to do a complete Black Mirror episode, but because mm. we've just watched this one, <laughs> we're going to sit here and talk about it for yeah. 10 minutes, maybe 15, and we're going to spoil the fuck out of it. So if you haven't seen the newest season of Black Mirror, mm. fast forward it 10 and minutes. And it's been out a while, so I'm sure everyone's had it's a It's been chance. out quite a while, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, what was it called? The episode's called Striking Vipers. Yep. And it's about uh, two mates... And they used to be roommates and they kind of share video game passion and stuff, you know, just playing games like we do. It was like Street Fighter kind yeah, of Yeah, kind of like a Street Fighter kind of game. And, uh, you know, they 10 years passes. They have, you know, one of them has a family and stuff. They've got responsibilities. They've grown up. And uh, his mate comes back. He hasn't seen for ages. And he gets him the newest version of the game they used to play. Yeah. But it's got this new VR, um, like, setup. You've got this little VR thing which... Mm goes on your temple and it drops you into the game like the matrix yeah you jack in and, and you actually play as the, you play as the characters yeah their eyes go all white and stuff and then they just in their mind they're seeing vr inside of their head aren't they like uh their eyes kind of go like uh my second or nearly first favorite episode of black mirror the entire history of you where they record and when oh, yeah. they go back and check over the footage their eyes kind of go that milky mm. kind of transparent white and it flickers so anyway, yeah, these guys they um they play these games, uh, you know, they jack into this game. Yeah. And I saw it coming, I'm like, this is probably gonna happen, and then it did happen. They started <laughs> fucking in the game as the characters. I one know. was playing as a male character, another one was playing as a female character, but they were like two two best mates. Yeah. And they were kind of having this uh this fucking affair in this game. And the episode mm. just kind of tripped me out. One, because it's the concept is just so brilliant. It's a shock, isn't it? And it's such... It just fits into, like, the Black Mirror, like, canon and, yeah. you know, kind of the, the types, 
so well. Yeah. And I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. What did you think, like, when you first watched it? Because you've been trying to get me to watch yeah, it for yeah. ages. Well, when I first watched it, it it really did shock me in a way because... Um, usually Didn't I, see it coming. Usually I can predict things quite well. And I, and I was sitting there trying to analyse as, as it was playing out. And I was like, oh, something, you know, this is going to play out and that and this. And I, I actually didn't see that happening until they started, they were on top of each other. And then they just and they start, were fucking. They start pashing. They were fucking in the game. <laughs> they start pashing. Their video game characters mm. in, in the virtual world start making out. And Lance then, and Roxette. Yeah. And that's the first time, like, your reaction was like, on the end of your seat, like, what? <laughs> like, I knew it was going to happen, but at the same time, I didn't know. Yeah. But now that it's happening, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so I was in awe as well. I was like, I was like, what, what the hell is going on? And was a little bit turned on. You sit there <laughs> in confusion. <laughs> but also at the same time, I think the reason I enjoyed the whole episode as well was like, I was like, this is kind of like it felt like it's not too far in the future it's that the this future. kind of thing could happen. I could it's rel- the future. I could relate because I play a lot of video games, a lot of online, and I mean, I don't hook up with anyone on there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like. That's very, that's very, uh, that can happen. Like I was telling you before, I said, um, so the last time I was single was what, uh, 10 years ago or something stupid like that. Before you were happily married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, 2010 actually. Yeah. So 10 years ago. Yeah. When and, we, were living, uh, we were living together. At the and time, I, yeah. I feel like I've almost touched on that a little bit because I used to play PlayStation Home. You remember that? It was like the little social media thing on the PlayStation yeah. 3. Yeah, it's kind of like Facebook on PlayStation. And it, but, but you had like a little avatar you made. And you yeah. Could, it's, it's kind a, of like The Sims, but not really, but you're actually yourself. It's a virtual world. It was it was more like Grand Theft Auto, but not, not as like, you know, it's not a whole world you can grab it. It was a virtual... It was a virtual yeah. little social world. So you walk around as your character, kind of like Grand Theft Auto. It's, it's that kind of angle, 3D, you know, you're looking around and it's all structured like that. Oh and God. you're just walking around this whole level and there's real people everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're all linked in. You've all got your headphones on all around the world and you're all just sitting on your couch playing your PlayStation. And, uh, and you walk around and you just meet people. That's all it is. You don't fight, you don't hit, you just walk around, you literally... And you talk to people. You literally just socialise. And it's like a virtual world. <laughs> and I would go into nightclubs I've and never stuff. heard this story, just for full discretion. <laughs> I've never heard this story. This is the first time I'm hearing this it. This is kind of sad, bit creepy, like... Not creepy, but, like, sad more because, you know, I was in my single days and I was, like, real bored and, and like, lonely. And anyway, I'd, I'd, you get. I'd sit on my couch. I was sick of all my games. I'd be like, I'm going to try out this PlayStation Home. And <laughs> it literally was, like, launching into a virtual world and you're, like, walking around. And um, Oh, tell me more. Tell I, me more. I actually met all these people and you can pay money to, like, upgrade your own pad. I had a penthouse and shit that I paid money for. Micro- Microtransactions. <laughs> I much. remember you telling me that. Yeah, I did. I had, like, an actual penthouse and stuff and you can invite people back so it's more personal and it's like you've actually got a place and uh, you don't have a whole bunch of people just roaming around your house. You only get who you invite. And um, mm. so it was cool like that. And I had a few couple of little friends on there they were just people you chat with <laughs> i and that. bet you did yeah. <laughs> but there was this one time right and i i think i was in a it was this is where it gets weird wait 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 <laughs> wait 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 let me get let me get comfortable mm-hmm. right okay now tell let, me. let me take a sip 
Could you just move? You're a little bit drunk, and that mic's just a little bit too close to you. Could you just pick up that whole stand and just move it away from you like an inch? Oh, yeah. Is it too close? It's just a little bit too close. How's that? Because you're a little bit boisterous because yeah. you're a bit drunk. Um, All right. Let me get comfy again. <laughs> yeah. Let me recline in this chair. Um, okay. Tell me. But anyway, so I was in a nightclub in this virtual <laughs> world, and you're actually like dancing away, and it's, it's crazy. It's like lights. <laughs> It's disc. There's like laser lights and everything. It's like one of the best <laughs> nightclubs you'd ever been to, and it's it's just on the big screen. I'm sitting on the couch, but anyway, I'm in a nightclub. Apparently, this is like going to the cinema and paying fifteen dollars <laughs> to see a movie. I'm like, yeah. I can't wait to see where this goes. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't actually go that that crazy. But it's oh, it's in- but it but it's interesting enough. And uh, yeah, so I'm in this virtual world in a nightclub and, and you actually, you have all these dance moves you can select and stuff. And I meet people, I was meet, meeting this girl, apparently. I have no idea who oh, she yeah. really is. <laughs> Tell me more. Could have been a dude. It <laughs> very, very well could have been. But uh, you just type on the keyboard. Like I had I had a keyboard on my lap. And you can just, it's much quicker than typing on your controller. On the and it's, it's just like... G'day, my name's Bianca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How you going? <laughs> How you going? My name's Sally. <laughs> and, uh, Please continue. So it's PS4, and you know, but I but I had the it's PS3. P- uh, PS3, sorry, PS3. PS3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I had my keyboard all hooked up to it. So um, I'm typing away, and you know, meeting this person, and yeah, just kind of got along, and you're talking enough, and then. Yeah, it got to the level where, you know, we're, we're kind of talking for a few days. So, it'd be like, you know, I'd, I'd look forward to it. The next day, we kind of catch up again. And it's it's on the on the chat thing. On, and you go in the virtual world and hang out in the nightclub or whatever. And I was like, hey, come back to my... Uh, Why don't you, you come back to my penthouse? Check it out. I was like, oh, I just got this new penthouse. And, and uh, but yeah, and came back, had a look around. and But that's it. Like, because you literally, you can't do anything more than just hang out and talk and uh-huh. i mean i i'm sure other people have took it further and they're like what's your phone number and I'm actually sure, talk I'm sure they have and i knew like um you know they go into detail when you're having a chat you talk about where you're really from what do you do and all that stuff so it was it was kind of like meeting a real person but personally i don't trust all that stuff i i, I don't fall for it i you never know who it other you can get catfish so easy so i never actually went there i was just doing it for more than novelty <laughs> And, uh, but that's it really. That's, that's where it ended. I just kind of stopped. I was just like, ah, this is a bit much for me. It's, <laughs> but I, it was just the fact that I was in this virtual world and having kind of a semi chat with this person, you know, if you, you could form a relationship if you wanted to over chats and I'm sure many people do, but yeah, that's, that's my experience. I just wanted to say it. <laughs> and that's why I kind of related to this episode, which blew my mind. What are your thoughts, mate? <laughs> That was you're a bit lost. If that was a movie, I would go back out to the uh, to the foyer and I'd be like, <laughs> "Can I have my money back, please?" Yeah, I know because I got nothing out of that There's story. Not that much. I That's wanted. what I mean. There's not a lot out of it, but it was more just how I could like touch on it and and I liked the real life Patrick Brown stories. I won't say what they are here, <laughs> but during our single days when Pat and I used to live together, and I'd like wait for. Yeah. Pat works real late. He's going to come home and then he comes home, but he doesn't come home alone. And I'm just like, ah, oh. those were the <laughs> I days. I never got anywhere though. <laughs> I'm a, I've had a lot I'm really of- not good with women, so. Oh, you're pretty good. You got one, you got one tied down. I got one. Yeah, yeah, well, that, that was all right, but. 
because she settled. Let's, <laughs> let's be honest. She was like, you'll do. She's like, yeah, look, I'm <laughs> trying's really hard. I was just like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so appreciative. Thank Finally, you. Thank you. <laughs> How much have we had to drink? Uh, well, I Quite had about, a bit. I had about a quarter of that bottle. You had like a third of a bottle. Yeah, about that. I've had two very tall ones, <laughs> and, you've given, and I'm on nearly my third. You've generously giving me a beer as well. So there's another one in the fridge if you want it. <laughs> yeah, so this is yeah. good gold nail. Mm. But I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I really liked that episode. It was good oh, yeah. to get back into the Black Mirror world. You know me, because I fucking, mm. I fucking love that bleak shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, I fucking love it. Got a little half bleak at the end, you know. A little bit bleak. In a way. Yeah. Yeah. They get together in real life and they're like, we're just going to have to kiss and find out. And I was just like, I relate to this so much. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> so after all the after all the messing around on the video game thing and then they're just like, right. I was just watching it, mate, and I just saw you and me on the screen. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, fuck. And they're like, so we got to meet in real life. I'm just like, when you go home, let's play Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's do <laughs> Let's fire up GTA. Let's fire up GTA and play when is you your, get home. Is your character female or male? Oh, he's male. <laughs> oh, well, bugger it. No, well. <laughs> Two males, let's get along. Yeah, it'll be fine. We'll go, come, come get on right. Red Dead, let's do some Breakback Mountain. Do you want to... <laughs> <laughs> we'll get the campfire going. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, oh, man, Red Dead's going. a good game. I'll get the headphones on. You can, yeah. Red Dead is a fucking good game. Get immersed. Get immersed. <laughs> I don't think I could be any more immersed in that game, to be honest. I know. It's surprising that Rockstar haven't tried anything VR yet. Remember that one time we got on there and we, we were just like on the mountain. It was like nighttime trying to find UFOs and stuff. Yeah, that was awesome. We just had our headphones on. We're just, I think we're up real late. I'm like, mate, and, I just um, saw a fucking UFO. Look at this. Yeah. Yeah. And we had the map and we were following like all the clues and shit. Yeah, yeah. And then you ended up finding the UFO. Did they have Bigfoot in that game yet? <laughs> no. So there's no Sasquatches? No, there's no Sasquatches oh, in They had them in the first Red Dead. Only yeah. in Undead Nightmare. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Only in Undead Nightmare because you can choose to kill the last Sasquatch because it's upset because it's like i'm the last of my kind you killed the rest of my family just fucking kill me that's a real missed opportunity because um yeah the first one last of their kind they could have had this one which is based what 12 years before or something like they could have had them a bit more few more bigfoots around i'm sure we'll get something eventually i'm sure we'll get something eventually i remember running around san andreas back when gda san andreas came out oh and the and the um, the big mystery that there was a bigfoot in the game i would search the web i would i'd be looking for all the details it'd be on neo seeker yeah (laughs) i did (laughs) and then and then i would be jotting it down where i could possibly find this apparent bigfoot and i'd go back and i'd play the game for hours and just look through the woods and uh, never, never came. But yeah, I was looking, apparently, you know, there were hoaxes and stuff people would put up. Yeah, there was big rumours about that for fucking mm, years. Yeah. Years and years and years. Yeah. Oh, I always wish there was some kind of Bigfoot in a game. I'd love it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. Mm. Mm. Well, they had that one mission, didn't they? It was in, was it this one? Where you're in the chopper. And you got to zoom in with the infrared, and you actually see Bigfoot in the trees. Oh, yeah, but as soon as you see it, it like it only—it's only there for a few seconds, and then yeah. it disappears. Yep. that was kind of a bit of a wink, and, wink and nod to the original. Yeah, uh, San Andreas. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is awesome. It was good. It was good though. Mm. Yeah. No, I'd like to see more of that. What we're we talking about again? 
Oh, everything and anything. Black Mirror. Oh, so it doesn't matter. We'll just go now. Anything and everything. We're just conversating today. Tell me, mate. Tell me what have you been uh, what have you been watching lately? What have you been into, really? Uh, like I said before, um, I got this X-Files box set. Yep. So I've been making my way through the X-Files. I just started season two day before yesterday. Yep. So I've just been slowly chewing my way mm. through it. Um, I still have to watch... Uh, season one of Watchmen. Oh well, just the season of Me Watchmen. Too. Um, been wanting to fire it up. Keen lately. as fuck to watch that. I really am, but I'm kind of, you know, when you start watching a show, yeah. and you're like, no, nah, I'm watching this show as much as I want to watch that other <clears> show. <throat> I'm watching this one, so I should just keep watching this one. Yeah, I kind of shot myself in the foot a little bit because I got eleven seasons of X Files to watch. I've been hearing a lot about, um, a lot about that. Yeah, I've been Watchmen, really wanting. Yeah, yeah Watchmen. Fantastic. Sorry, yeah, I've been wanting to watch a lot of that. Mm. And uh, old old mate from um, Black Mirror, just there. Old Yaha, yeah, what is his name? Yaya Abdul Mateen the second. He's in Watchmen. Oh, is he as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, he's awesome. in that as well. Um, what's I gonna say? Um, we we've been talking a little bit actually, just to go mm. off because we're just conversating today. Yeah, yeah. Um. About our episode we did the other week, uh, you know, we were going to do a Witcher episode, but then we just ended up <laughs> talking about... Fucking, the tangent. Yeah, the tangent episode where we just started talking about the universe and shit for yeah. fucking nearly two hours. That was deep. I like that. That was good. That was a good episode. I quite enjoyed that. But you and I have had the discussion since that, like, we we quite enjoyed that, just yeah. conversating yep. about anything and mm. everything. Yep. So, we've kind of decided that we're going to try and do a little bit more of that. Obviously, yeah. this is kind of what this has become now, but we've right got out, a little yeah. bit of a thread through with this one because we do have a few things to talk about. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, it's but the kind of things like, you know, I'd like people to suggest some stuff maybe they'd like us to talk about, like just mm. a random topic or That's something. That's a good idea. Maybe they'd be interested that we talk about. Yeah. And, you know, we could do a bit of research and we can talk about something. That's a good but idea. But there are some ideas in that that I have, like... You were literally just talking about it. Both you and I kind of have this obsession with Bigfoot. Like, we just love <laughs> yeah. all that sort of shit. Yeah, yeah. So, I had this idea, because obviously we're a pop culture co- uh, podcast. He's out there. But he's out there. They're out there somewhere. <laughs> the truth is out there. I want to believe. I act like there's just one. There's one. <laughs> he's out there's there. literally one, and his name's Harry, <laughs> and he lived with the Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I was thinking, because my, my train of thought is, I'd like to talk about a lot of stuff that's not really pop culture related, but mm. in a way, I want to tie it back. Yeah. So, I had this idea, just ex- as an example, Bigfoot. Say we did a Bigfoot episode. Yeah. We could talk about Bigfoot or whatever in that, you know, maybe people would be interested, maybe they're not. Yeah. But to tie it back to pop culture, I think probably what I'd try and do, if we did like episodes like that, mm. what I'd probably try and do is, okay, let me go back to my video brain my film library in my brain and see if i can think of a good like bigfoot movie or tv show mm. or something like that that i've saw that's actually really good and then i could talk about that for five or ten minutes yep. and that could be a good recommendation yeah which i actually do have a bigfoot film in mind for that certain thing but you know there's there's other things in that i watch there's this great youtube channel i watch it's called dixie cryptid it's a bigfoot related channel but it's more just a mm. narrative story one i've sent you a couple episodes and yep. they're quite good um but, yeah, stuff like that. Like, if we do decide to do that, like, mm. if we go off on a kind of tangent episode that's not really pop culture, movies, comics, video games, or TV-related, we'll find a way to tie it back to that somehow, even yep. with a recommendation or, or something like that. But yeah, that's kind of that. that's kind of my train of thought at yeah, the moment. That'd be that good. That sort of thing. Mm. 
Um, another that. thing I want to talk about. Yeah. Now, this is big, mate. Okay. I'm going to drop the ball on you. Are you Tell ready? Me. Tell me. I'm ready. All right. We, you and I, was it last week, week before, we went and saw, saw 19, sorry, I've had a few whiskeys. We went and saw 1917, mm. which was thoroughly brilliant. That was amazing. We both enjoyed it. But when we came out of the cinema, I walked over to your car across the street. Yep. And we were standing there and we were talking about shows. And I'm like, oh, man, we've got to do a 1917 show. That was yeah. such a good movie. We can't not talk about it. Mm. And then I was like, we still haven't done our Star Wars show. We've been talking about that for a while. Mm. And then I said to you, I'm like, because take this as our official Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker episode <laughs> yeah. right now. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I said to Pat, I was like, look. If you haven't seen Rise of Skywalker, tune out now, fast forward at 10 minutes and drop back in. Yeah. I fucking hated the movie. Yeah. Hated it so much. And Let's I said get it to out you, of the way, yeah. And I said to you, after seeing 1917, I don't want to do shows about shit movies. I don't want to talk about shit yes. movies. And- I don't want to talk about stuff I don't like. It's pretty rare that I don't like something. Mm. You know, I, I have problems with something, but I'll find the good in it. I'll find the stuff I like and I'll pump it up. And then I'll be like, you know, I really like this, but then this was a bad idea or I didn't like this aspect or that wasn't developed enough and blah, 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 fucking blah. Yeah. All the shit I always talk about, right? But I'm just like, you know, sometimes we can talk about bad movies if it's specifically we're going to talk about bad movies. Yeah. But I don't want to devote an entire episode because we don't get to do like a lot of episodes especially very when you think about it and and probably most of the people that will want to tune in to a start like if if they saw this movie and maybe liked it mm. and then we just slam it the whole time because i don't think we had much positive things to say about it it's- i had a couple yeah but it for me it was overwhelmingly negative so for mm. right now the next five or six minutes yep. i'm gonna talk about star wars the rise of skywalker and then i'm gonna be done with it mm. That's it. So, what'd you think of Rise of Skywalker? Because <laughs> you went and saw it well, before I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We saw it separate times. Yeah, so I went in, you know, I was I was kind of, I was open to it. I had no hate from the beginning. I didn't mind the trailers. So, and, yeah. and let's, like, get this off the bat, though. I, I'm not, like, a big Star Wars nut. So, I'm yep. not, I'm not like, a hardcore kind of, like, oh, it needs to be perfect and all that. You're a casual I was, fan. I was casual. I was yep. just like, I just want to go in. I want to be, you know, I, I, I like Star Wars and I, I'm happy to watch this movie. Yep, we've established this before. Yeah. So, Keep I going. went in and, yeah, and movie was done. And I was just like, nah, that was just, like. You were just like. Uh, I was like, uh, the first thing I got out of it, right? This is this is the main thing I can say about the full movie. fucking spoilers for Rise of Skywalker. Yes, full by spoilers, the way. full fucking spoilers. When I was done, first thing I thought was, I feel like I have seen that movie about five hundred thousand times. Like, uh, that's, and that's, I don't want to see it anymore. That's what I felt like. I've seen it once, but it felt like I saw it so many more times because mm-hmm. I think it's just. Uh, it just took the same steps of everything I've seen. It it, uh, it followed the same beats. It uh, had the same kind of action scenes and the same payoffs. And they had so many deaths and things in that movie that were just false. They just like, we're going to pretend this person's dead and then we're going to bring them back. Mm. And like, you know, especially... There's a lot of times. I, I think I said it to you once before how many times they did it in that movie. It was just nuts. Yeah. Even with um, 
C-3PO and he's like... Especially C-3PO. Wiping his memory and mm. you're like, oh, it's even in the trailer. Yeah. And, um, like, you know, they're alluding to something in the trailer. And they're like thinking that, oh, that's it. That's He's gone. He's wiped. They wiped his whole memory. But then, what, 10 minutes later, he's got it all back. <laughs> it's like a backup from, C- from um, uh, the droid. Sorry, I forgot his name. C-3PO. R2-D2. R2-D2, that's it. So, he's here's the thing. Got to back up. Anthony that. Daniels, who plays C-3PO, mm. who's always played C-3PO since the beginning, apparently he has a bit of an ego, and mm. he doesn't really feel like C-3PO ever had a time to shine in any of the movies. He didn't mm. really have a spotlight on him. Um, I think he always went to, like, George Lucas and stuff and suggested things. What if 3PO did this or yeah. this? Or what if he was more... Uh, integral to this bit of plot beat, so he mattered more. And George was like, nah, I don't like that. Nah, nah, mm. just walked away. And so I feel like they kind of just like, okay, this is the end of the Skywalker saga. Let's just give it to him to shut him up. Yeah. So the whole thing is, you know, uh, 3PO has like, he, he can't translate this fucking Sith language. It's blocked in his memory thing. Mm. Um, but if That's he, it. like, resets and wipes his memory, it'll wipe all those protocols that have been installed that allows him to, that doesn't allow him to translate the language, and mm. then he'll be able to, and the plot can progress. Yeah. But what actually happens is there's no weight to any of it. Like, fuck this pissed me off. Not that I'm a C-3PO fan, because yeah. I'm not, really. Mm. But, you know, it just pissed me off because it's just fake-outs and it's weightless and it's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. It it's is. just a cop-out. Mm. So they're just like, wipe 3PO's memory, and he's like, oh, I'm taking one la- one last look at my friends who don't really like him and, he didn't and who make no long. secret that they don't really like him. Yeah, And then... Wipes his memory, and then he spits out the translation. The plot's beginning to progress, and then he's like, I am C-3PO, human-cyborg relations. And then Poe says to him, yeah, that's going to get annoying really quick. Trying to make yeah. a joke out of it. And, and Poe's just an like, asshole to him the whole time, too. Yeah, literally the entire movie he's is an asshole to 3PO. Nice and he's just like, all that weight you've tried to set up, you've just flushed it down the toilet. And yeah. then literally, like, 20 minutes later, um, R2-D2 just has his memory backed up and just loads him back up. So, like, what's the fucking point? Mm. I didn't like any of it. Um, I, I think, you know, obviously it was, it was tragic that Carrie Fisher passed away and they used some of the footage from The Force Awakens, but I knew that. Like, they used scenes that weren't good enough for the first movie to to try and tie up, you know, because obviously they wanted Carrie in this movie mm. and they felt if they just wrote her out completely, they'd be doing her a disservice or whatever. I find it. So they're just like, yeah, okay, let's use these scenes which we decided weren't good enough for the first movie and put them in this one. So mm. Carrie has a role. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, there are a lot of shots of Carrie Fisher from behind, who's obviously a stand-in actress and all this uh, stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, the average film goer would be fine, but, you know, you, me, a lot of other people, yeah. we're more tuned in. We yep. can see this. We can see the cracks in the armor. Exactly. We can see the cracks in the facade. And it's just, I just didn't fucking buy it. And I'm like, I know it's not their fault. They tried to mm. do the best they could with what they had, but I just didn't believe it. Finn has literally done nothing for three movies. Like, the in The Force Awakens was yeah. like when he had the most to do. 
And I saw this like on uh, Kevin Smith said this about Finn because when he runs into the is it Jada or whatever her name is the the girl the who girl. used to be a stormtrooper yep. but then they revolted in that as well. Kevin Smith brought this up. He was chatting to one of his writer friends and they were talking about Star Wars and they were like, literally, if you dropped in one extra line of dialogue in that mm. scene, it would have made Finn. It would have bumped Finn up to, like, the upper him. plateau. His whole story would have been worth so much more. And all it had to be was, you know, the same dialogue, whatever it was. I'm paraphrasing heavily. Oh, we were stormtroopers, but we decided to drop our guns or whatever. We didn't agree. And Finn says something like, why would you do that? And then she has some line, which is whatever. But if she had lined, and this is fucking brilliant. I totally agree with this. The line was like, we heard what you did and it inspired us or whatever. We heard about, you know, you're you're mythic, you're 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 legend, you yeah. know, to us. You're you're like, you know, the the mm. leader of the pack, the godsend, you know, I can't think of the, the yeah. term, but you know what I mean. Like you're you're the guy who started the revolution and, yeah. and you're mythic to the rest of us and you inspired us to do this. Yeah. And that would have bumped Finn up to like the to, upper echelon. But literally has yeah. nothing to do with the entire movie. They just decided to make okay, what can we do for Finn in this movie? Let's make him force. Because that would have been perfect to tie it right back to the Force Awakens when Finn is a stormtrooper and he they have to slaughter all these Innoc- all the villages and innocence that, yeah. and he decides and not he decides to. not to and then he moves and on. that inspires more and people Finn. Yeah. To drop their blast, And then he meets this girl in this Rise of Skywalker, and she was also in the same position, but she tries to, shows to not shoot them as well, didn't mm. she? And, yeah, and you, all they had to do was, like, I totally right. agree just with what they said. put that line in. Dropped in an extra line of dialogue. Put it all on him and make and it sound like... And that would have just made so much difference. And then he's worth so much more. He's, like, he's actually changed people. He's, he's, he's mm. made them, you know, realise this whole... All the Palpatine stuff, totally shit. Hated it. Yeah, yeah. Hated it. They're just like, Ryan Johnson killed Snoke. What are we going to do for this? We have to have some big bad. And like, let's bring back Palpatine. We have to somehow tie Ray to this saga. She can't just be somebody who's come from nothing, (laughs) who's just happened to fall into this situation. And all the backup Snokes too. They had like all these like ones. All the clones and shit. In a fucking oh, jar. Are you yeah, fucking all these kidding me. Snokes in a jar, just sitting on the side. They're yeah, like, no, so that made him that. feel like he was nothing from the beginning, and it's all Palpatine. And mm. um, just like, like I said, the way they just kept doing the whole. This is what pissed me off through the whole movie, right? There's, oh, General Hux as there's well. No risk at all. Like, and you nah. feel no tension in when anyone's at any risk of death because. You literally know they're all... Like, I mean, they all fall through this pit, right? Which Mm. just, you know, they just fall through this sand pit after the bloody... I can't remember. And, uh, sorry, especially Chewie's one, right? I actually thought Chewie was gone. I was like, that's big. I was like, they just killed off Chewie. Oh, yeah, they killed off Chewie. And I was kind of like, wow, they did it. And then literally in the next scene, they showed us he wasn't dead. I know, and they did it. But the characters like Finn, Ray, and Poe didn't know that he was dead until five minutes later when they're like, oh, Chewbacca's still alive. Yeah. And then when they fall through that sand pit, and uh, they're all at risk of dying with this big serpent thing under there, but... um, Ray does a healing power to fix it. it was, oh yeah, making yeah. It just felt very set up and played out like you know that's going to happen and he's they're going to be okay. There was I felt like there's no way that animal's going to eat them, and um, 
the way they found the key right there and then. It's like the most important thing of the whole movie. Was it the Sith Blade? Happened to be, yeah, the Blade. The Sith Blade. Right down there mm. in that sandpit. And, uh, Convenience. The way that... Plot uh, convenience. You know, like Kylo Ren at the end gets blasted away and he apparently falls to his death. But I'm like, no, he he'll be back. He'll climb up. What did and you think sure of enough, Kylo Ren in this? Like, ha- like um, tying his... Honestly, this I, last trilogy of films, Adam Driver has been the best and most interesting thing. Yes, in was, these last three movies, I was about to say I liked him. I liked him in this, and mm. and uh, I I have liked um, his relationship with Ray in in this, like the the conflict between them, and it's like the good and evil, and then there's also the the bond they kind of have mm. as well, because like they got a bit of romance there and stuff. Like that was kind of interesting to watch and and uh, kept you interested, but. Then, like, what? They have, what, one kiss and then he just dies anyway, mm. all for nothing. It's like, let's just- and the problem with Star Wars as well, because they've mentioned, like, the Knights of Ren in the last couple of movies and yeah. they've showed them and stuff. They literally show them for, like, two scenes in this and there's there's nothing to them. Yeah. And it's that kind of thing where um, now that this is a franchise that's so big and it crosses, like, multiple medias, like TV shows, comic books and that, yeah. like... Oh, here are the Knights of Ren. Like, oh, okay, we don't know anything about them. Oh, if you go back and read this issue of this comic, mm. you'll get everything you need to know about the Knights of Ren. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but what if I'm not interested in reading comics and I want to know it in this movie? I want this movie to tell me. Mm. Like, uh, yeah. Kylo Ren should have been the big bad for the movie because in the last movie, he, became, he killed Snoke and became the supreme leader. Yes. And he should have had a flunky. Like, yeah, you're right. That's the Ky- like, you know, in the last movie, we had Snoke and then the, the kind of subservient, the next, mm. peg, next peg down bad guy was Kylo Ren. Yep. He's killed Snoke. He's taken the top spot. What should have been the next spot down were the Knights of Ren. You're it right. should have been. It should have been him on the ship and that, and him sending out this group of badass assassin would fucking have been former Jedi's to try and hunt Ray down. Whether he wants to kill her or uh. he wants to capture her and try to turn her, and then if he turns back, if she manages to turn him again at the end of the movie, it would have had so much more weight. You're right. That makes it so much more clearer that. And it would have been more focused on those two. It would have been more yeah. focused on Kylo Ren and Ray. Just you saying that's made me realise that it's so much clearer that the the big corporate leaders of the uh, whatever Disney have have, um, <laughs> have chosen to be like we need to touch on the nostalgia a bit more and get uh, Palpatine mm. back so that it draws more people like oh it's Palpatine it's he's back yeah we and need it's to more make in it, yeah so because Kylo Ren really was just more of a sideline sidelined character he was the side villain he was not really mm. the and he wasn't even a villain he turned yeah he was he was the we he was all meant knew to be the vader to the emperor we all you know? knew he's going to be turned good everyone turns good mm. you know especially when the, you build a character like that but i like, thought that would have been much more interesting yeah and then like that same scene that they had like i think it's where they're on the wreckage of like the second death star and all the waves and that crashing oh yes yep and she's like, and he's like, you should have taken my hand. And she was like, I did want to take your hand, but not Kylo Ren's. I wanted to take Ben's hand. And I was like, fuck, that is so good. That is such a good line. Like, yeah. that's fucking, that's hit me. That's weight. That's what I want. Yeah. She's like, I didn't want to take Kylo Ren's hand. I wanted to take Ben's hand. And I'm like, mm. good. That's awesome. That's a step in the right direction. But then it's just like, well, then. Um, Everything played out so predictable. That's what. That's yeah. what got me. I was just like, I knew. I felt like I knew how the whole movie was going to play out. 
the thing about the Star Wars trilogy is that Disney wanted to obviously make a trilogy. They wanted to capitalize yeah. on this franchise, the this this uh, Star Wars thing that they've bought, and they want to make their money back. So they decided to make a movie. But then after the movie comes out, J.J. Abrams and that say, oh, we have no idea where any of this was going to go. We just <laughs> decided to do this. What there should have been was they're like, okay, like... It's all right for us to say fucking armchair, fucking, you know, whinges and that on the internet and shit to say, they should have bloody done this and this. <laughs> but seriously, if you're going to do a trilogy, from the beginning, you should have had a plan. Like, this is the thread line through these three films that we want to do. Mm. And then they said that we're going to have a different director every movie. But these big companies and that, same with Marvel. They don't want these directors and that. They don't really want to give them an artistic voice. They don't want to make the movies theirs. The closest we got in Marvel is like James Gunn with Guardians of the Galaxy. That was very lucky. Mm. But still, that's, you know, it's still very much a Marvel film and it's within constraints. So there's no real artistic creation in it. It's the studio heads. It's Because producers pretty much make movies now. You know, it's not directors. Directors mm. don't really have a say unless it's a small indie film or it's something they've done themselves and then they sell it off to studios or whatever. It's producers who call all the shots, who decide the movies and that. Mm. Now, they should have had a thread line through and go, these are all the beats you have to hit through the trilogy. Aside from this, you can do whatever you want, but these are all the things you have to hit to the end of this trilogy. This is how we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. This is the six, seven-year plan we've got for this trilogy of movies. But like, nah, they just make it up as they go. After The Force Awakens come out, they give the second movie to Ryan Johnson and give him full creative control to do whatever he wants. Mm. And then he comes in, and I actually still think The Last Jedi is the best movie out of these three. It's the one that actually takes risks and tries to do something different. Whether you agree with it or not, it's the ballsiest movie out of the three. Mm. And I did like a lot of stuff in The Last Jedi. And now, with The Last Skywalker, or The Rise of Skywalker, what they're trying to do is they're trying to finish a trilogy, they're trying to wrap up an entire saga, they're trying to deliver what people want, and they're trying to make up mistakes or things that people didn't yeah. like in the last movie. Ray going to th burn everything and throw the lightsaber in, and Luke's Force Ghost grabs the lightsaber, yeah. and he walks out, and he's like, a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect or That's whatever. That's just like, like, a ah. like trying to make up for what he did in The Last Jedi. He's, he's like, like, yeah, I thought about it nothing. now, and I realized I was wrong. <laughs> that was ridiculous in The Last Jedi. He just like threw it over his shoulder. He was like, like it was nothing. Mm. And it's like, that just makes his character make no General sense. General Hux was wasted. I liked General Hux in The Force Awakens. Mm. Didn't like him so much, they made him a comedy punchline. In The Last Jedi, and even worse so in this one. Like, yeah. like Dom Orgley said, I would be ashamed to be in these movies. <laughs> I'm just like, fucking, it's, I'm just a joke. Well, I'm glad The Mandalorian happened and was yes. so successful because I think that's going to kind of shape Star Wars for the future. Mm. I think it's actually going to make them realize, okay, we need to kind of take a few notes here and uh, see what they did right, and then they'll... Follow them steps. I think Star Wars really is a very limited present uh, premise mm. because you know people can't figure out. That's the conundrum. Mm. Disney paid so much money for this, and they don't want to fuck with the formula because yeah. they know if they do the formula right, the formula works yeah. and it makes lots of money, and that's what they want—lots of money. But they don't want to stray from the formula too much. Just look at Solo. They got these two young guys in. Oh, we want them to come in and do their thing and they'll make a great Star Wars movie. 
it was too different. They were ad-libbing lines and that. It's not what we wanted. They fired them and they brought in a guy who would deliver something that they wanted. It ended up costing them pretty much twice the budget. Ooh, look what happened with that. Now look at the Rise of Skywalker trying to pick up the pieces. It's only made... Well, it's been out for nearly a month. It's made just over a billion dollars. Not that that's like nothing to scoff at, but... And you look at the money, this is made, what's this been out for, like, four or five weeks? Like, look at the five-week mark for, like, The Last Jedi or The Force Awakens. It's, you know, getting toward the two billion mark, or, you know, it's uh, 1.8 okay. or whatever. Like, I don't, you know, maybe Rise of Skywalker might crawl to, like, 1.3, 1.5, maybe yeah. more. Like, I don't know. But it's not going to make anywhere near two. Um, I think mm. it's the lowest reviewed, lowest scored. It, like, can, like... You're looking at the prequels and shit. Like, I watched Revenge of the Sith again, like, two weeks ago. Mm. And I was like, fuck, there's so much bad stuff in this movie. Do you feel but like... But this feels like a Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a Star Wars movie. Do you feel like it's beat the... Uh... So, the ones in the early 2000s, was that a trilogy as well? Was the it? prequels, yeah. That was a trilogy, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so do you feel like it's it's beaten those tri- that trilogy, or do you like the early 2000s trilogies better than this? Because I know they're both kind of both... They both flopped in a way. Well, you look at the prequels, and to me, the prequels feel very Star Wars-y. They do feel like set in the Star Wars universe. Especially they, they uh, enhanced the lightsaber fights. That's where that... They evolved the lightsaber fights to yeah, be what they are. Yeah, but it's all just like, you know, ballet. It's yeah. more, more like dancing than anything. It's not yeah, really did. a battle. Yeah, true. You know, um, but those are bad movies. Like, you watch them and they're bad movies. Mm. And all the green screen stuff they've done, like, it's really bad. Like, you can... And too much... It's obvious. Bloody, uh, it's super obvious. Whereas political these, shit. Too much political shit too. It's boring. Yeah, they, like they our tra- real, trade routes and they're shit just like, like let's that. uh let's let's just abandon all the Star Wars midi chlorians entertaining Star Wars stuff and let's just sit around in a council room and talk. Yeah, let's take all the fun <laughs> and adventure out of it. Let's get all the politicians in and mm. we'll start just doing that. <laughs> Whereas these movies, the new, the three new movies are better made. They're better quality. They mm. look better. They're more competent movies. They, they don't. They're not it. satisfying. And like Ray, Finn, and Poe mm. are meant to obviously be the new Han, Luke, and Leia. Yeah. But you look at like getting toward the end of the Last Jedi. Like you get to the end of the second movie, and Ray and Poe. It's like their first introduction. He's yeah. like, "Oh, so you're Ray? Yeah, I'm Poe. Nice to meet you." And that's right at the end of the second movie. Like, yeah, exactly. They should be friends already from the first movie. Mm. Like, why are they just meeting now? Because there a are- lot of people spend so much time separated, and and they're always doing. But their they're own on thing. the same fucking base in the first movie. Like, mm. I, I just. I don't know. The The Rise of Skywalker is total utter fucking trash. All three. Like, I got. They're kind of pretty soulless in a lot of ways. Like they, they do have, they are, they are still good in a way. They, I mean, not completely soulless. They still have, you know, a lot of elements there, but but not to the point like what we'd get out of the original ones from the eighties and such. So, mm. you know, it's not like that. You don't, you don't. It's almost like they're trying to recreate that too much rather than doing something new. Like you always need to just take your own thing and do it new. And, Rather no. than trying to make a whole new group and replace them, and yeah. you know, you don't want to do it like that. I don't know. I'm done with Star Wars. Yeah, movies. Hey, well, just give me the Mandalorian. There, right? Give me the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. Give me the final season of the Clone Wars. Give me some more Baby Yoda. Give me some that. more Baby Yoda. I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. You know. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, give me some more Clone Wars. <laughs> you know, that, I'm yeah. done. Patrick Brown, would you recommend The Rise of Skywalker? Uh, no, not really. I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't go out of my way to recommend no. it. I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're probably going to go if watch it If a mate of yours brought it around on DVD, he's like, hey, do you want to watch this? And you're like, I've got nothing yeah. else to watch tonight. I guess I can watch it. Then, yeah. That's but no, only, that's- I wouldn't recommend it. I don't even think I would go that far. I, I probably, I don't, I have no need to watch it again. I'd what be, would you give the Rise of Skywalker out of five? Uh, personally, me, I would probably only give it like a. Ah, oh, look, it's hard to say. You know what? I'm going to be generous. I'm going to give it a three because of all the snazzy effects and all the action is quite entertaining. You know, it is entertaining. It's 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 got all that, but it doesn't have. Yeah, the rest is just flat. So I'm giving it a three out of five. I give it a two, and that's being very generous. Yeah, it's really about a one and a half, but I'm giving it yeah. a two because that's generous. Right, that's it. Rise of Skywalker done. Yep. Now we saw 1917. Absolutely brilliant. Five out of movie. five. Five out of five. I totally recommend done. it. There done. you go. Lock that's it in. me. No. Um. That was amazing. What a fucking good start to the year. Like, yeah. we're just like, oh, you messaged me. I'm thinking about going to see 1917. Do you want to come? And I was like, I want to go see 1917. Mm. Fuck yeah, I want to yep. come. I want to see how they pull off this movie. Because it's all meant to be one shot, one take. Or yeah. the illusion. The illusion of, of one take. One take, Like, yeah. it's just the camera just follows them from start to finish. Which worked perfectly. Yeah. It's great. We could see, like... In the beginning, like in the first like twenty minutes, mm. I was like watching, and I was like going to you, like they walk through a the tunnel, cuts. and it went all black, <laughs> and then they come out, and I'm like, boom, Elway Joe, I'm like, there's a yeah, cut, yeah, there's yeah, a cut there, there's a cut there, and then after about half hour, I just forgot about all that because I was yeah, totally fucking yep. sucked into the movie. Do you know what really for me? I've been thinking about it right for the past whenever I saw it, week and a half or whatever. Hey, a week and a half ago. Um. So I've been thinking about it a lot because it's been popping in my mind every now and then. I'm like, the thing that really, uh, that has just made that movie just sit with me and the way that I, when I was just sitting there, when the credits started rolling and I was just in awe, I was just like amazed. Um, and I think that that really did all come down to the choice that they made to do it in one take. Mm. I think that was just the smartest move because... Especially for this type of movie as well, yeah. like a war, a war set film. Exactly. For one reason, is is it's, it'll stand out from a lot of other movies because it's like, well, this war, more, war movie is done in one take. and it, But it's not just that. It, actually, it, it works because it makes you feel more like you are involved and that you it, are... It creates a more immersive experience. It does. Cuts... Cuts really do... It makes you open your eyes a bit more. Cuts make To you, editing. To editing. Yeah. And make, they, they really down... They kind of take away from the movie in a way that you wouldn't even think of. Because this movie is tense and in-fucking-tense. Yeah. Like, it's super intense. Like, one of my favourite scenes is where... Because the premise of the movie is... Uh, uh, the Allies in World War One, um they find out the Germans are retreating from the front line mm. and uh, a couple of platoons of British soldiers are chasing them down. And then uh, British command, intelligence that, have found out that it's actually a trap 
and these guys are going to be slaughtered the next day. You mm. know, they're going to attack them, but that's exactly what the Nazis want them and to this, do. And this guy's brother is going to be in Germans. that group as well. He's yeah. going to be slaughtered too, so he's got more of a personal involvement. And so they send these two young guys to deliver these orders to yeah. stop the attack, and they've got to make it there before the next morning. Yep. And there's a little more... Um, uh, emotional relevance in that there because one of the guys, his elder brother, yeah. is a member of one of those platoons. And so it's these two young guys trying to get to these platoons of guys to deliver these orders to stop the attack so all these, it's like 1,600 English soldiers don't get massacred mm. um, by the Germans who have yeah. laid a trap for them. Good storyline straight off the bat. Crossing no man's land, like, toward the start. This is, like, 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. It's fucking epic. I will say, like, I'm going to say this straight up. I said this on my Instagram post the mm. other week after we watched it. If you go to see 1917, try to find the best, most immersive cinema experience you can. Mm. If it's IMAX, go to IMAX. If it's 40X, you know, where the fucking seats move and they spray you with water and all that sort of shit. <laughs> 4D. Go see that. 40X. Um... <laughs> If it's gold class where the screen's just kind of wrapped around your peripheral, then go there. Like, the single yeah. best immersive experience you can, go and see it's it amazing. in that because that's where you'll get the most out of it. Mm. Um, I'm going to Melbourne next week and um, the bloke I'm going with, um, he wants to see it. So, yeah. if we can squeeze in, like, an IMAX or Have a gold class IMAX. session, we're definitely doing it. Do it. it. Yeah. Do it. Um, I fucking loved this movie. We mm. talked about editing when it was done, like, when we were in the car park. We yeah, were talking yeah. afterwards. And I said, look at a movie, like, one of the more famous war movies of the last, like, 20, 25 years, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. You know, there's a scene where... The uh, the squad and that are walking through a town or whatever, and then it cuts to the next scene, and they're walking across a grassy field, and they're all spread out. And there's no there's no indication of distance, of time, mm. how long it's been. Yeah, you're just following the movie and following these yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. But when the it's unbroken, and you're following these guys from start to finish, night crossing and day as night well. Night and day, crossing no man's land, like watching all the bodies, like Every rotting, the rats climbing over the bodies, slipping yeah. down muddy banks into yep. water. Um, you feel like every minute you're experiencing is every minute they're experiencing. You kind of feel a bit more tied to them. And it's brilliant. I honestly yeah. think, like, I, I do enjoy, like, war films and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my favourite, like, World War Two film is Great Escape. Um, but I, like, this this has shot, like, to the top yep. of, like, favourite war films. Like, I, I can't wait to see this again. It was and amazing. to watch this with, with someone else, like, you know, and to see their, like, first experience with it. Because I and love this movie. One of the things... Very simple premise. Yeah. But the filmmaking style and the way it's shot and the way it's done... Exactly. ...is fucking brilliant. One of the things I thought when going into it, I thought, oh, my worry was, like, oh, since it's supposed to be one take... Does that mean it's maybe going to be a bit more boring in a way? Because there are, you know, it's it's more one take. It's more, you know, you don't get the cuts. And mm. this is just from me like, with my phone, for instance. Yeah. Just in the past year, I've been playing around. You know, if I record something, you know, everyone's phones. It's usually just one take, you know, when you're taking a video of something. But lately on my phone, there's a little pause feature and you can pause your recording and then you'll just wait for the next cool moment, press the record, and it will still do it in the one video. Mm. So it does the cuts and stuff. And it's just been making my videos a lot more entertaining. Mm. And uh, that's what made me think. Like, doing this, 
1917 in one take. Is that going to make it more boring? But I was totally wrong. Through this, there's tension the whole way. You just, you just, uh, you know, these guys, you just soaked into their lives and you, you just want to see every minute. And it, it really is not, it's not even the case at all. It's not boring. It, it just changes the experience. It's like we've said already, it's just the experience, the cinema experience uh, is just more involved. You feel like you're in there with them. And mm. you're standing right. It's like you're standing right behind them, and you're you're one of the team or something. And it really like one good thing about doing uh like an unbroken shot movie mm. is that it really sells you scale. Yep. Like because a lot of movies you watch and there's like lots of jump cutting, somebody running through a city, and it's like cut, 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 run around a corner, cut, 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 run around mm. another corner, and then somebody who watches that movie who lives in that city goes. That's like he's going to run around that corner, and that street is on the other side of the city. You know, that's not there. So you kind of get that. You know, mm. there's that unbroken. There's a movie that was actually shot in my hometown. You've seen that horror movie, that really <laughs> bad one. And like, there's a scene where the girl walks down the bottom of the street and she rounds a corner, and then she comes out again, and it's shot in another place on the other side of town. <laughs> like, ha! Ah, that's over near the footy club rooms. That's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. That's not where that is, bloody editing. Yeah. But, like, especially in the No Man's Land sequence at the start, like, not like the front lines, like, yeah. you fucking, it absolutely sells you that scale. It does. And when I was watching it, I was like, fuck, the, the, this set, like, this front line set must be fucking huge. Mm. And the way it was planned out to, like, capture... Like dead bodies, bodies in puddles, bodies you can barely see because they've been covered by dirt. You can only see like a yeah. foot hanging out or a little bit of a shoulder and an arm hanging out because they're buried by dirt and debris. Like and, they've been there for weeks. Yeah. And rats climbing over the bodies and picking at the bodies and stuff and mm. crawling through barbed wire and that really sells the scale. I don't want to say too much about it. It's just like I just want you to go see it I want yeah. you to experience it it's fucking brilliant I almost felt like uh it's a new cinema experience for me because mm. I don't feel like I've experienced that kind of thing I feel like it's a very difficult theater. one as well it was almost like going into a video game and you got VR or something it, that's mm. what it felt like because you you just you feel like you're in the world with them it's yeah it's, it's strange it was it was bizarre but also exhilarating it really mm. just made you feel yeah really really good it was entertaining yeah, I loved it. Um, and it's just like the, just like the distance traveled and the the changing areas. So mm. they're like kind of on this grassy plain, sitting under the trees, and then they go down into the into the British trenches, and then they go up into the front lines, and they cross the front lines, and then they yeah. go down to the, the German trenches. They come out from the German trenches, then they're in a bit of woods, and they come out, and they're just like grassy fields. Yeah, and they go down to a burnt out farmhouse, and then they're at like a farmstead, and then they go up this gravel road and it's dirt roads and then they're in a town in a mm. city or whatever and then it's just the the difference of areas and terrain and that really breaks it up it's yeah. a beautiful film too it looks amazing yeah um i really liked it i forget the guy um who's like the main character um i forget his fucking name but he's brilliant he was in um what was it the fucking Stephen King show with James Franco where they go back in time to stop JFK's assassination. 11, 11 22, 63. Oh, uh, that was great, that show. Yeah. Um, he 
uh, he played the guy who found out, you know, who told him, his, and then he pretended to be his brother, like when he was trying to help uh, him save. I was, was wondering where I've seen him yeah. before, yeah. And he's going to be, I think he plays Ned Kelly in this new Ned Kelly movie yeah, that's going to be great. on Stan on yeah, nice. Monday, the true history of their Kelly oh, really? game or whatever. Yeah. And his Australian accent is fucking impeccable. Yeah, nice. Even though Ned Kelly had an Irish accent, but that's oh, neither here, that's <laughs> neither here nor there. But um, no, it was good. I loved it. Like, And uh, all the... Um, all the other stuff aside, like all the effects and the one take thing aside, the story alone and, and just the acting and the way they just pulled it off was gripping, p- pure, just perfect. Like they, the story is just great, and um, I personally love just simple stuff like that's just straightforward. You know, there's just all they got is get A to B. You know, there's a message to deliver, and it's just. But the stuff he does along the way and the survival factor of it and trying to just survive every minute, every day. You know, there's always something trying to kill him or mm. you know, there's a new say. challenge to overcome. Yeah. So And by the end of the movie, like he's exhausted and fuck like oh, yeah. like I feel exhausted. You feel the as well. exhausted. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm. So that's what I love. I love that. Yeah. It reminded me of um the exhaustion part of it. Reminded me of uh like Metal Gear Solid Four. <laughs> oh yeah, old Snake. Fuck yeah. By the end of the game, old Snake, and he's just exhausted, and he's like, "They're trying to fight," and he's just like, "The slog of the punches." He's like real slow, and yeah, it just reminded me of that. It was great. I love that kind of shit. Yeah, fair to say you'd recommend 1917 then. I would. I would resoundingly recommend 1917. Yep. See what, would you, what would you give it out of five? Five. I'd probably give it a five as In well. I'm not hesitant. Yeah, I have nothing yeah. bad to say about it. Nah. Not, not at all. That's why I give it a perfect five. There's not a bad thing that I could say about that movie at all. And, and I don't say that much. Now, Pat, this is a first, but I'm going to throw the reins over to you. Yeah. You're in charge. You take the ball and run with it because oh, you shit. saw Bad Boys for Life. Oh, yes, And I, I did. want you to tell, tell me a little oh, bit about your history with Bad Boys. Mate. And tell me, tell me about the movie. You're the in not, get, get, I don't care. Tell me whatever. Let's do a no-spoiler review. All right, I'll, tell I'll, me. So I don't want to spoil it because it's quite fresh still, but uh, you're in for a treat. I'll tell you. <laughs> so <laughs> tell me all about it. <laughs> anyway, so my yeah, right. So my my involvement with Bad Boys, right? So I'm a big fan. I I know about your involvement with Bad Boys too. Come on. Oh, I love it. You're gonna tell that story. Come uh, on. Come on. One. Come uh, on. It's not really. Patrick Brown was trying to woo. A it girl, was just a date, and he's like, "Let's go out." <laughs> And she's like, oh, you want to go to the movies? Pat's like, I'll take you to the movies. She's like, oh, what are we going to see? Let's go see Bad Boys 2 because I've already seen it. And, it <laughs> and I already awesome. saw it. <laughs> I know. Like, this is the thing. I and you t- took her to see Bad Boys 2. I had seen the movie already. So I, I knew that the movie was good. And my idea was like, I was looking at everything else in the cinema and I was like, well, out of all of them, I, I thought, well, I've already seen this and I know it's great. <laughs> this will- I love how you rationalise that. You're like, no, it was actually pretty good, so we'll just go see that. Yeah, like, my first viewing of it, so I saw it alone, and um, the, this is Bad Boys 2 I'm talking about. It was great. Usa. Yeah, it, it was just, at that time in my life, this is back when, when I was you were about... Se- when you were 17. 17. And <laughs> I think I just kind of needed that kind of movie. It was just like the right time, because I was really... You know, I'd played a bunch of Grand Theft Auto. I loved, you know, just love all that kind of crime and Is action. Is Bad Boys and, 2 the closest to a GTA movie uh, you're going to get? 
Yeah. And yeah. it had Miami, and oh, I was massive into Vice City, so it had all the Miami yeah, elements. Right. Will Smith, Big Willie style. And it just it just blew me away. And the whole <laughs> Michael Bay side of it with the, you know, the big action. and, and The um, Bayhem. But for me, for some reason, the action wasn't too over the top. It felt like just right. Like it wasn't too silly and crazy, which I know, but I know a lot of people probably think it is. But, um, you know, first Bad Boys, I liked. I think I just kind of just liked. I was like, that was a good movie. That was good. But then I saw Bad Boys 2. That blew me away. That's the one that really blew me away. And then I just waited for it. I was like, I need Bad Boys 3. And I'd waited and waited and waited. And then what? Uh, 16 years later or... Forever. What? How long? I don't know. One eternity later. A long later. time. And I heard that they're finally doing the third one. And I was absolutely stoked. But I still didn't get my hopes up. I was like, I'm going to wait until I at least see a trailer, then I'll get happy, like stoked about it. And yeah, it happened, and it's, it came out. I went and saw it. What'd you and, think? Um, yeah, look, to be honest, overall, I'm going to say it now, it's great. And it is on par with, with two. Is it the second best movie you've seen so far this year? Uh, or is yes. it better than 1917? No, not better than 1917. Okay. No, no, not that. Not that. Apple, apples and oranges. Yeah, different kind of movies. Yeah, but but um, overall experience, uh, I think. Yeah, 1917 was a more of a mind blower. This one was. Uh, it's just if you like the uh, if you like especially Bad Boys Two, and One, I would say this is just almost the same, but a bit better. Even like. Uh, look, that's hard to say. I still think two is my favourite overall. Mm. I think that one hits all the beats perfectly, and it's just entertaining right through. It's just amazing. This one uh, hits all the beats the same. It's just uh, they're older. It's about it's just about the same, but a little bit under two. It's 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 right up there though, and okay. it's hilarious. It's funny. Martin Lawrence carries the whole movie. Will Smith is great too. He he was he was really good. But I was literally laughing like every five ten minutes, just like cacking it every just, five minutes. Like, I laughed once every five minutes. Oh, basically whenever the joke, because uh, like not a, it's not. Yeah, I get you. I'm it's not saturated hack. with like. They're just hacking on you. Yeah, it's not like. To be fair, when we went and saw nineteen seventeen, they played the trailer, and there was a there was a gag at the end of the trailer where I actually, which I actually hadn't seen, yeah. and it made me laugh. Fuck, it made me laugh. I was yeah. like, geez, that, that was actually that was actually <laughs> funny, Patrick Brown. That was, I don't understand. <laughs> um, did you did you stay for the after credits? Apparently, there was an after credits scene. I saw, yeah, there setting was, up another yeah, another Bad Boys yeah, movie. Two credit scenes, and then Bad right, Boys for right Life. At the start two. of the credits. Yeah, they they uh, lined it up for no. One. What they'll call it is Bad Boys for the number four. Yeah, Life. That's what I thought. They two. Would do. <laughs> Bad Boys for Life. Two. That's why I thought they'd <laughs> save this title for the fourth one because it made more sense to be like Bad Boys for Life. Yeah. And then, but they didn't do that. They dropped the ball there. They've kind of jumped they? the gun. I think they know because maybe if this didn't work out, then it would it'd be a dead end. Can you give me a rough plot outline? Uh, yeah. So basically, all right. So it's, it's a little, it's, when I say it, it's going to sound kind of crazy, but when you're watching it, it's going to like, okay, I'll accept it. So, um, Basically, the plot is um, they explain that they've been a like they've they're still been doing their cop thing. Martin Lawrence and uh, Will Smith. Will Smith have been doing their cop thing still. They've been their partners, you know. Bad boys been for doing life. it for a while now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but Martin Lawrence, he's 
kind of wants to settle down into the more family life, but he's, he's middle aged. Yeah, but um, the plot really is mainly about someone's trying to kill Will Smith. He's got like an assassin after him, yeah. and there's a reason behind that because it's it's uh, uh ties in. Actually, I I won't say too much because that is actually spoiling it. But it's it's kind of tying it back to him before Bad Boys One kind of thing. It's, okay, it's, they're trying to do that but he's got a, a hitman after him that tr- he's trying to kill him and they're basically trying to uh prevent that there's a lot of stuff that happens there really i can't say much without spoiling the movie so um i'm just trying to see i actually now. wanted to go the guy that is trying to kill him is really good yeah it's it's almost like the is action this, is almost is Jason Statham. No, I was gonna say it's almost like Jason Bourne trying to kill him. Oh, okay. The cool. fight scenes are great. Like they're like when they fight and they're clashing and stuff. It's really good. They also introduce a new uh, kind of like a SWAT team that kind of help them out. Are they uh, are they all super young people? They're young. They got the Vanessa Hutchins from High School Musical and a couple other dudes. But you know, I was I went in open minded. At first on the trailers I kind of was like Is it like oh. the Expendables three where they got sly and then they have like the super young people crew? Yeah. And they're like, Oh, try to keep up, old man. <laughs> That's kind of exactly what it is. Yeah, and it's I, I knew it. In the trailer I was a bit cringe at first. I was like, Oh, they're gonna do a Force Awakens and try and introduce the younger generation and like weasel the franchise onto the the Bad younger kids. ones. Bad and kids. And so the older ones can phase out and the new one and then they can keep the franchise going. But um, to be honest, it worked. They actually really worked with this younger SWAT team. They were more on the sidelines. So this, the the whole movie is still with their, what we love. It's got everything you love. They're still on the sidelines, but then they still, by the end, they're still kind of moving in a bit more in the middle. So mm. it's more evened out. And they have a bit more of a role. And it actually worked. Like, I liked the team. I love Vanessa. Vanessa Hutchins was actually pretty badass. And the other dudes, they got this... The funniest part was they've got a tech guy, right? So, he's supposed to be, like, the hacker. He's really smart. He's good at computers. But he's built like a brick shit house. He's tall. He's, like, six and a half foot. And he's, like, real muscly. And they're like, why isn't he doing all the muscle work? Like, you know, being taking do- guys down and yeah, he's, getting he's just, dirty. Yeah, he's just a tech guy. But he's, like, real kind of just like, I just want to do all my computer stuff. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's, like, just tapping away on the computer and that. And, uh, yeah, so that was kind of funny, a funny take because they're always, like, it's, it's an in-joke. They're, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, I They use yeah, that yeah, as like a couple that. of jokes and stuff with him and, yeah, but... Uh, and there's another guy who's like the arsehole. He's like the the easy of the thing. And there's like, always one. There's like an easy yeah. everywhere. Yeah. But, you know, um, <laughs> you know that one friend who's an asshole, but he's your asshole. <laughs> he's our asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that. They got him in there, and um, but it worked. It really worked. And especially with the captain, who's always like, you know, the woo saga. He's like spits. Oh, um, Jimmy uh, Pants. Yeah, he's always yeah. like like swearing and like kicking shit, and he was great in this, and he was solid and. It's, it's almost like having the whole team back. Uh, what really made it for me was the first, like, 20 minutes when you're watching and Martin Lawrence is kind of... Uh, it, you go back and you see his family Giant and pants. stuff. And he's... They've got the whole cast of the originals. Like, his daughter is the same girl. You said Reggie was back? They even had Reggie <laughs> back. So, like, it's not really a spoiler, but... The, the first 10 minutes or so, they go in and, and she's having her first baby and Reggie's the father. And oh, he, shit. And he's, like, wearing his, like, army outfit because he's just come back from the war or something. And, uh, 
and uh it's reggie it's like fucking reggie from two and he that's the same guy that from number two he was like this 16 year old kid trying to pick up the daughter at the front door and they're trying to yeah know, i remember that warn him off yeah. they're like like you know flexing at him and stuff um and so it was great to see him back the same casting and uh that just kind of made it like big laughs everyone in the whole cinema just cacked it and uh yeah you know it's a good movie when the movie's done and everyone's clapping like that's what it was everyone Ew. in the cinema was just clapping okay big applauds for it so yeah right i was happy with that Joey Pants, by the way, not Jimmy Pants, fucking idiot. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, that was me. Oh, yeah. Um, so, it was good then. It I, was... I actually wanted to go. You text me and you're like, oh, mate, I'm going to see the movie tonight. Do you want to come? Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, fuck, <laughs> I want to, but I'm going to a wedding. The wedding, yeah. So, <laughs> I went right. to a wedding. Food was good, though, and there was free booze. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was pretty good. Lots of praying. It was good. Yeah. Um, That's a good watch. So, you'd recommend Bad Boys uh, for Life? I would. I would. What would you recommend. give it out of five, Patrick Brown? I would give it, oh, can I give it a four and a half? You do whatever you want, mate. You're calling the shots. Four and a half, so I can go half. Yeah, I'll go four and a half. I'll give it a good four and a half That's out a of five. That's a big call. I'd still like to watch it, actually. I wouldn't mind going to see, see it. See, because I give Bad Boys 2 like a five out of five. Oh, really? I do. Jesus, I still can't like I still can't half. get over that scene where they're fucking, the corpses are falling out of the I back and they're dude. running over them all. It's just like, oh, I, I love that. Oh, I love that. Too much. I love all that. It's too much. <laughs> It's too real. It's like the episode of Black Mirror I just watched. It's too real. It's too real. Why am I relating so much to this episode of Black Mirror? You so say this this new movie, like even if you haven't seen the other ones, this this is a good laugh. Just go watch it. Like it's it's just entertaining. Mm. It, you don't have to watch them all to get to get into this. Speaking of movies, one movie I actually would like talk to would like to talk about. I haven't yeah. seen it yet, but I really want to watch it. And when I watch it, I would like to talk about it. Maybe yeah. on my own or maybe with you or, or someone else, but yeah. The Lighthouse with Willem Dafoe oh, yeah. and uh, Robert Pattinson. I've been curious about that. Look. Apparently, it's getting an Australian release on yeah. the 6th of February, but I, I checked on Village. They haven't got it, like, any listings or anything for it, but yeah. I imagine the Star Theatre will probably get it. So, mm. if they do, I do really want to go watch that because I'm a big fan I'd of Robert like Eggers. To. I like The Witch. I quite like The Witch, actually, yeah. so I'm really keen to see what he d- does with this one. So, I've been a bit like... Uh kind of no, not scared to watch it just kind of more like uh, uh where it because i don't know whether i'd like black and white and all the um, sometimes you got to challenge yourself patrick brown the thing is i love willem dafoe i love him as an actor and i love robert pattinson he does great movies mm. his last f- f- 10 years has been great in movies like good times what was that space movie yeah, you were trying times. to get me to watch what was that one? Oh, what's that called what's the that space called? flick where he's in space. Uh, Where he's the astronaut. It's got a weird name to it. It's it's a good movie though. He's he's in, he's a prisoner in space. Yeah, you were telling me about that. For science, he's been sent out to space, and they just mm. chuck him out there like guinea pigs. Um, that would actually be movie. something good because um, you and I did talk about fucking. I'm gonna I'm talking about everything. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember we Patrick and I actually like decided to. We thought we'd maybe try a new like segment or a new kind of sub show. Mm. Um, what what were we gonna call it? Uh, oh, I haven't I haven't watched or I haven't read. Or I've whatever. never yeah. Like I've never or whatever. Never ever have I something rather. Yeah, it? never ever. I have never or whatever. Or something so, for short. Yeah. So pretty much the 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 premise of the episodes would be. That Pat and I would take turns in picking something for the other person to watch, mm. something that they necessarily perhaps haven't seen or would choose, or, or would choose themselves yeah. to watch. 
and for them to watch it and then for us to come in and do a show and I'm like, okay, I got this bunch of questions. Mm. Pat, I chose this movie for you to watch. It's not something that you would normally have watched. What did you think of it? Did you actually like it? Yeah. Would you try something like this again? So that's something we've talked about doing. So yeah. we we just talked about taking turns. So I'd pick I something like the and then Pat would pick something for me and we'd go back and forward. Um, but yeah, that's something we had talked about. So mm. maybe that's kind of like a good kind of maybe warm up into that. Maybe yeah. you could go see The Lighthouse and we could sit yep. down and be like, you know what? That'd this isn't good. actually something that I would probably normally like seek on my own, mm. but I did like this. I didn't like this. This is the reason why, blah, blah, blah. But it was interesting all the same. Yeah. I can appreciate it for this, this, and this. But, you know. You just reminded me. I've, I had a movie recently that I was that I had in line for you. You were going to tell me about. Yeah, I haven't told I you. I got yet. so fucking many movies for I've, you to watch, man. I got a couple. I am going to fuck your brain yeah. with some dark shit. Oh, what's it called? Uh, the oh, it's called. Who's in it? I can't even tell you because it's such a <laughs> it's it's a cast unknown cast. Um, it's it's like a a movie from last year. So what's it about? Nineteen. What's it called? Um, Just what's it about? Tell me what's it about. So it's it's basically about it's like a modern day take on the sword in the stone. You know. Oh, the the king kid Arthur who would be king. Yes. Yes. It's we, about the school it's kids. It's called and the shit. kid who would be king. The kid who would be king. Have you heard about it? And Have it's got Patrick it? Stewart and that in it. Yes. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. I know about it, haven't seen That's it. That's one on the list I was going to give you because that is a solid watch. Yep. That, that it's like the good. school kid, he actually finds Excalibur or whatever yes. or something like that. And, and it's something that I know you would never have picked up or even bothered probably to watch. Yeah. But it is gold. It's it's a, it's a gem. So if you ever... Okay, maybe I'm, we'll, maybe I'm gonna we'll try that. On, that. I'm going to we'll put that, put on, that your on your list. list. And I want you to, when you watch it, I want you to keep an open mind because... Oh, fuck yeah. At the start, it's it's like... Uh, so, it's kind of like a UK movie. It's, mm. it's you know, um, it's based in the UK and the stuff. And uh, it's, obviously, it's based around the kid who's probably only 10 or so, you know, and it's, it's, it's his group of friends, things like that. So, it's, it's, a, it's a movie kind of, you know, at first, you actually think it's kind of like a kid movie. Like, it's it's just suited for kids but it's actually a bit more it's a bit pushed dark. towards the m m audience it's a bit yeah oh yeah and fuck it's yeah. when i was finished watching i was like fuck i was like this is this is on par with uh like lord of the rings or something for me that's really? that's the level it goes to i want to watch it um, now it apparently had a really big budget and it just didn't reel in the money to yeah. make it but it's but i the, heard it got some pretty good reviews yeah, that's but the thing. It's, it's just, got great reviews, yeah. but it just never got its money back because it was just wasn't well known enough. Yeah, and so it it it's not necessarily a flop because it's actually a great movie. Mm. It just didn't get its money back. Yeah, and it's one of those ones to discover on streaming services yeah. or DVD or whatever. Yeah, but but honestly, I watched. So I was like, this is great, and and I watched it with Mason with me. I had to close his eyes in a few bits because it actually gets pretty full on and creepy in some bits and. I don't want to spoil much for you, but it's it's great. It's it's really good. It's like a big adventure movie, straight through and through, and doesn't it's not boring. It's the pacing's great, uh, acting is great, everything. It's solid. It's so good. Cool. So I want to get that on the list for you. And All right, we'll put that it. on the list because yeah, I got some I got some shit for you. I'm gonna fuck yeah. you up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's wrap it up, mate, because I got to yep. get up in like six hours and go to work. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um. Yeah, this was a pretty good impromptu yeah, uh, yeah. episode in that. We covered a lot of shit we've been meaning to talk about. Yeah. Uh, talked about. I've had a lot of whiskey.
Mm, a lot, a lot of whiskey, but fuck, it's so good. Yeah, I got to work tomorrow as well, so I'm hoping it's not going to give me a hang- hangover. You drunk motherfucker! A hangover, I nearly said. Irresponsible motherfucker! <laughs> oh, what am I doing? <laughs> Thanks for coming in, mate. Oh, we're coming to visit and that, and yeah, deciding yeah. to jump in the jump in the cave for an yeah. impromptu recording session. Always. Um, thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate you greatly, and uh, we'll see you next time in the Beta Geeks. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Come Let's go play some GTA. Let's go play some GTA. <laughs> <laughs> Just kiss me. Ah, oh, pass me. <laughs>